0: Start start, 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 start the show.
1: everybody welcome to another episode of lemme No. i'm your host angel lem today i'm sitting with steven conteras so or as you might know i steven j s Filthy. steven is the cannabis professional and he's a concha eater he's the director for the lbca co-founder of remedium cannabis and the founder of all that's filthy you probably heard me mention him in a couple episodes he was actually the 12th guest to come on the show so just him being back on the show is makes me very happy at least um, to know that i didn't mess it up or that i I gave him a good impression that he would want to come back and talk about what he's up to so uh i think a question that was sent a couple weeks ago on my solo bolo was am i ever gonna do like where are they now and i I don't know if you noticed but a lot of the guests that i've had on this year or so far i've had them on the first year that i started doing the show So I'm going to try to continue doing this and bringing people from the past so you guys could hear from them and what they've been up to and what they're doing. So, but I'm also going to bring new guests. And like, as I mentioned, I'm trying to bring guests that are doing something, not not just to benefit themselves, but to benefit the, um, the community to help out. So I asked Steven because he's really been involved in the cannabis know seen especially in um, long beach they're pretty much setting the foundation for other small business owners or people of color have i see it um to be successful in the industry so we talk about that on this episode we also talk a little bit about himself especially about his mindset and how you know he's he um when he was young i think in high school he had to have his leg amputated and You know, like, compared to me, I've been, you know, complaining about getting a car crash and, you know, all these things that happened to me last month. And, you know, compared to him, I'm just, I'm crying over Spill Mill, basically. And hopefully, like, it helps you guys what he says the advice he gives. And, you know, I know I took it to heart and I'm going to apply it to my life. So, you know, I know you guys are going to enjoy this episode. If you want to talk to him or you have any questions on you know um, maybe how you could join the lbca you could reach him on instagram at steven j is filthy and, or you could email him at steven at the lbca.com also as you're gonna hear on the episode he's been a big part of getting um just courses on cannabis on how you could get into the industry at long beach city college so if you're interested in applying or you know just checking it out the classes start tomorrow um september the 29th so if you're interested you have one day as as i released it if not then you have the day of that's the day that the classes start so if you're interested go up to um Lami city college and go just show up for the class or i get never mind because they're online so i guess you're gonna have to figure that out or like i said met um message him to see how you can be part of it he is gonna be teaching one of the courses i think in like two weeks he's gonna be part of it so make sure you go check it out make sure if you're interested in knowing more about how you can get into the cannabis industry and the business side of it he has a lot of knowledge and he talks about it on this episode so um yeah i don't think i don't want to take too much time i do have one uh, announcement so he him and uh, um, pretty papers they're right now they're gonna about to release a live concert experience it's gonna be four tracks four stages four outfits three shooters and the best looking rapper on earth so you can check that out on September the 30th on Wednesday Go check it out, I don't know the times, but like I said, if you are interested, go message him, go look up Stephen J is Filthy, or you can look him up at Oh That's Filthy to see the concert and to see more information on that. I think that's gonna be it. Um, We are gonna listen to Pretty Papers right now, so you guys are gonna be able to get a little preview of what you guys are going to be listening tomorrow on the concert, so we're gonna listen to Booming. So if you enjoy this episode. Again, this, ep- this song is by Pretty Papers, I'm Booming. enjoy.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Ay, speakers booming in the back, baby. Ay, no, yeah, 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 yeah. no, coming for them stacks, baby. Ay, no, I'm pretty, that's a fact, baby. No, no, I'm gorgeous, that's a fact, baby. No, I running through your city like a marathon. hey 26K for the marathon. Ay, no my wrist cold like the Arizona. Bag full of dope, that's carry on. 86 hoes, keep your legs close Know my shit gone, know your bitch know 808s jumping, that's my boy Mix Got him jumping out the whip, just to snap a pic Know I got them hits to make you wanna smack your mama I got the juice out here in Southern California Knocking at your door. No, I've been down ten toes off a bag of blow. They ain't really fucking with the fire. They don't want no smoke on the road. Burning up my ties. Pull up with your hoe. Yeah, gas, gas what I smoke, bitch. Holy water on my wrist like the Pope, bitch. Ayy, riding clean, no soap, bitch. Two years from now, it's 100K for a show, bitch. Ayy, 10K for a headlamp. I ain't did it, I'm just trying to make these bad. Cheesecake with your main bitch. She be tryna jerk my dick while I lay swish. Yeah, I'm right, Daddy. I ain't stopping for no 12, though. Hell no. Come around my city, bitch. I'm well known. Gas in my boys sticking to me like some Velcro. Do the little Johnny, make your knees touch your elbows. Speakers booming in the back, baby. No, am coming for them stacks, baby. No, I'm pretty, that's a fact, baby. No, no, I'm gorgeous, that's a fact, baby. Biggest woman in the back, baby No, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. no, coming for them stacks, baby yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I'm pretty, that's a fact, baby no, no, I'm gone.
1: up everybody welcome back so today i'm sitting with steven Contreras. i think the last time i spoke to you was like last year on 420 or somewhere around there
3: probably or or the last time you let me borrow your skateboard i still have it yeah yeah yeah
1: <laughs> i've been wondering like oh if you're taking good care of it but i mean i don't need it so i'm good as long as it's it's at a like safe place it's, uh, it's
3: super safe yeah super safe
1: and um basically like you know you already know um so, I think I already talked about it on the intro. You obviously haven't heard it because I haven't recorded it <laughs> yet, but <laughs> I probably pretty much talked about it. So, um, Steven's been a, a big part, you know, like, of my growth, I guess, my podcast growth and self-growth. And, you know, he's younger than I am, I believe. Like, I'm 30. I don't know how you are.
3: Uh, 26.
1: 26, yeah. She's, he's four years younger than me, and I, I look up to him. So... That just tells you where I'm at mentally, but it's all good, you know. As long as um, I develop and I get better, I think that's all that matters. But yeah, like Steven's is a big part of. Whenever I think about having somebody on or asking for a favor, think about Steven. because um, <laughs> yeah, like I remember one time you told me like um, I think you were you were doing synchronicity, and I asked you how come you don't get the the um, fish not uh, the what's it called longshoreman huh
3: uh uh-huh,
1: yeah, yeah yeah asked you like how come like i know your mom like she has connections there and I asked, how come you don't do it there's a bigger spot and you tell me you know like you got to think about it like i guess your approach is when you ask for favors if it's worth the friendship if it's asking like the favor is worth losing that friendship
3: yeah bro people one thing that i'm, I'm really big on is is you got to realize when your plugs you're pluggable not every plug not every relationship not every favor Can can replicate itself. So like you may have someone in your network, but if you like if you pull that trigger and it flops or it isn't a success, Mm -hmm. you can damn near kiss that kiss that favorite goodbye unless that relationship is crazy strong. So like even with my mom, like or however we're gonna get that haul, I wasn't ready to to use those relationships. I said one day I will, but this isn't the time. And and when it comes to like doing shit like that, I always make sure that I can help people so so that it's like and i don't do it to get anything because i don't ever think about it but you know those times where you volunteer those times when you help out homies or when you do something extra like it shows like you're down for their success and it's dope if they're down for your success yeah because that's how that's how i see everything like no one's my competition when when my homies win i win like for me fact when my tide rises all the boats ride is with me Mm -hmm. it don't matter who it is as long as you're part of you know, you're not trying to sink my ship. Let's let's go. Let's yeah, fucking yeah. travel the world. No, yeah. And metaphorically think, and physically.
1: Yeah, and I think um that's a that's a big reason why you're so successful. Like you've done a lot of things that you, you pretty much you set your mind to and you accomplish them. You know, yeah. Especially for sure. Let people.
3: me. Yeah. Let me give you let me give you a, a little rundown for listeners since it's it's been a minute. Um, my name is Steven Contreras. Uh, I am from Wilmington, California. I am 26 years old. I am a creative. I am an advocate. Um, my day job is I am the community outreach director for the Long Beach Collective Association, the LBCA. We are a 501c4 nonprofit trade association that represents all of the licensed and legal cannabis operators in the city of Long Beach. We encourage philanthropy, advocacy, education, community, and unity. Um, and that's one thing that, that pushes our industry forward. So my job, Community Outreach Director, I am in charge of educating the public. I do tabling events. I host a beach cleanup, a neighborhood cleanup every month. Um, we work hand in hand with Cal State Long Beach and their B Blunt program to educate the nursing and the faculty along with students and anyone else who wants cannabis education. Um, I do neighborhood tours to every neighborhood association that will listen to me in Long Beach and it's been an amazing ride. The LBCA is the reason why we have legal cannabis here in the city of Long Beach. So it's really cool, and I've been doing that for going on three years now. Um, I am a a medical marijuana patient through and through, being a cancer survivor and an amputee. Um, My whole life is pain, literally, so cannabis is a way not only to help alleviate the pain, but it it literally helps me live a normal life. I wake up in pain, I go to sleep in pain. And when I'm not in pain is I'm either dabbed out or smoking a joint or I, through and through who I am, I feel like I embody a stereotype. Like I'm a bald, tatted Mexican dude from Wilmington uh-huh. who smokes a lot of cannabis. But I I break that stigma. I love what I do. That's that's my profession. That's my day job. That's that's something that I would do for free. Uh-huh. Um, and shit, I work for a nonprofit, so it shows you I'm not a baller. Yeah. <laughs> but... <laughs> But I'm in it for the cause and, and that's that's why I love it. For the past five years, I have been pursuing a dream of being a music executive, pursuing music business. I currently have a my music group, which is Oh That's Filthy Music Group. We roster three aspiring artists from Southern California along with a producer who is currently signed to Ethica Music. Um, so the current OTF roster consists of Pretty Papes, who is a Filipino hip-hop artist from Orange County, California, who is currently going viral on TikTok with this single, Boomin'. Um, so we're stoked off that. We have a EP coming out on the 30th, which I, uh, you know, directed and produced a in-studio concert experience. We have four different stages, four different outfits, four different songs, wow. um, it's a full production. And it's really cool, I'm really excited to to do it, and you know everything's been strategically lined up to to execute. And I mean, we, you know, when you execute and things happen better than you expected, you don't complain. But you know that that was the path, and that was the best case scenario. And so yeah, yeah. we're moving through. Um, but that's a little bit about Pretty Papes. I also manage a you know a mashup of Andre 3000 and Prince by the name of Rain Raps, who's from yeah. Eaglewood, California. Um, he by far is one of my favorite artists of all times. Um, his lyricism, his beat selection, he's just fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's an amazing dude. Um, I also work with Noah James, who is a Inland Empire legend, like a living legend, real shit, and uh, an L.A. staple. And that was in the words of Murs. Noah is a huge body of knowledge and gems and love and, <laughs> and bars. And, you know, Noah is an amazing human as well, um, along with the whole Brick to Your Face crew. And then I work with uh, Will Stellar, who I tell everyone he's from Utah, but he's actually from Vermont, <laughs> and he produced uh, Randy Moss by Kid Ink, um, and he has a lot of other records coming out with a bunch of dope artists through Ethica and through some other stuff. So we're super excited about doing that, and that's a little bit about me. Damn, that was yeah, like man. a five-minute tangent.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, I mean that's the reason My why. I went
3: out.
1: <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like that, that's the reason why. Like I admire what you do because when I met you, you were just focusing on the. On the bit like the music side of things, like I think you already yeah. you were managing Noah. Um, I'm not sure if you are.
3: Bro, where... I was with Rare House. That was such a long time ago. We did that. You did that interview in Rare House.
1: Yeah, 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 and yeah, it's such a long time <laughs> ago. So, I mean, it was overdue you coming on the show, and especially now that like, I mean, like I've seen you working with like you're in the cannabis industry now, and
0: yes, you know, like
1: like I like I mentioned before we recorded, I saw that you um you were offering some classes at Lamy City College and yeah okay. like that's
3: the reason why i wanted you to come on that way for um, sure yeah let me let me talk a little bit about that so um the lbca we push we're huge on education we're huge on advocacy and you know what when you, we are developing a workforce the cannabis industry is brand new everyone is learning it from the governing bodies to the operators everyone is learning this so there's a lot of there's a lot of work throughs but one thing we realize is there's no base level of education like, when someone's like, hey, I want to go be a budtender, I want to go be a receptionist at a shop, you have to have a certain level of education. You know, we really got tired of going to a shop and, you know, the budtender's standing like, oh, my God, this is fire. Like, this is so fire. This is fire. That's fire. It's fire. Yeah. Like, shut the – like, just tell me what what do you know about it? Like, what about the cannabinoids? What about the terpenes? What is the cerebral effect? You know, is it going to be euphoric effect? Like, all that stuff. So – We said, all right, we're going to do education, how to be a bud tender, education, introduction to cannabis. So what's like introduction? Sorry, I'm going, I'm going all about. So (laughs) right after we realized we had to establish a baseline, we said, all right, let's develop a three class curriculum. So we partnered with uh, Nate uh, Winokur from Belcoastal Labs. He's the vice president. And we created this little curriculum and we started just in the community. So we held three classes and we had the first class with 12 people. The second class with 50 people. And it was just like this this demand is there. So we had these classes, they were super success. We we're planning on rolling it out more, expanding it. So we went from three classes and we expanded to six classes. And now we threw in different types of manufacturing, different types of cultivation. What does the lab actually do? So just to just to educate people. And then right during this time the board of directors at the LBCA was having communications with the college board saying that Hey, we need this workforce development. There's a demand. We had 50 people We're a nonprofit that want to come get this cannabis education. And so they said, all right, let's work on it. So they started to work on it and then they said, all right, we want to partner with you. So LBCC ended up partnering with the LBCA to create a cannabis curriculum that established an introductory level to the cannabis industry. Everything from the base history, like where did we actually first discover it thousands and thousands of years ago, like all over India, all over China. Where were all these things? to, to we fast forward to American uh, prohibition, marijuana prohibition here in the States. And it's like, OK, it was demonized. There's propaganda, reefer madness. There's all these bills that go into place. And then that's like, all right, that's a base knowledge. Now you got to you got to understand why it's illegal before you can move forward. And so that's what we do. And then we do introduction to how to be a bud tender, introduction to all the cannabis products. So not only what the flower is, but what is rosin? What is distillate? What's the difference between live rosin and distillate? You know, what goes into like how to homogenize a brownie? All these things, we had to break it down. All cannabis industry professionals that are members of the LBCA, we have lawyers, we have 10 year veterans that created this curriculum. So this is the base level of what you need to know. Like base level of you know this, I'm going to hire you off rip because we need educated people. One thing that people think about the cannabis industry and it's a misperception that you can be dumb, that we just smoke all day, that you can be stoners, that you're just lazy. Like, no, mm-hmm. this is one of the most transparent and highly regulated industries around. People like I just put out a published, I just published an episode of Behind the Leaf Tonight where one of my members goes, you need three point million and three lawyers or you're not going to get off the ground. Damn. that's a barrier to entry like that's huge who's got 3.3 3 million to gamble with yeah <laughs> like, like especially when the legal market is only 25 percent of the market right now mm-hmm. the illicit market mm-hmm. or the traditional market the illicit market is 75 percent.
1: damn and and then like mo- how, how much of it is that like people of color because i'm assuming that most of it is like white people that do have you know like not a lot of people of color have that much money to throw around i'm assuming it's like people that you know they, they've had like a silver spoon or it could be that people just saved up but like for the most part you know
3: i'm gonna i'm gonna say this from my personal experience only mm. within the lbca everyone that's here um there are minorities involved but they may not be mexican black one one of those minorities but say they're armenian or they're lebanese or they're anything like that and they they've hustled their ass off and they've put money into this lost all their life savings put more money into it like, those people around me, that's what I see. But when you go into Hollywood, when you go into L.A. weed, that's what I call it. Like, I'm in Long Beach cannabis, and L.A. cannabis is way different. It's very white. Like, do
1: you, do you hope that, obviously, you, I mean, it's going to be a stupid question, but, like, do you hope that, like, LBCA ends up being one of those white, you know, quote-unquote white um, cannabis, I we guess? Wo-
3: we can't be, bro. Why? I'm the community outreach director. All right. I am a Mexican-tatted- cancer surviving uh-huh. outreach director my executive director is an african american ex council member my admin director is is thai and is helping push cannabis legalization in thailand like we are minorities even the border, there's on, on the board of director there's only one white guy everyone else is a minority like we we won't be that cuz that's not who we are does that make sense like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. that's what makes us super unique
1: okay and
3: um, but I will admit I need to I want to see and I need to see more black and brown in the cannabis space. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to be honest right now. And this is what I would tell a lot of my black and brown people is right now is not the time to get in. It's okay. expensive. And if you have no knowledge going into it, that's a barrier to entry. You have to be extremely educated, extremely networked. Like you got to remember these people who are in the game and successful have been doing this since the 90s, bro. Okay. That's the right. fact. Like they've been they've been whether they were trapping whether they were moving like it's it's been rooted it's who they are like like you gotta remember the real industry is tiny I are a small industry but real people are tiny and being in california being in los angeles we are in the weed capital of the world not just california not just the united states the world fam and when when you are like trying to compete and you got all these people remember if cannabis is a relationship plant smoking it You know, all of that, even selling it, is a relationship thing. Like, you go into a dispensary, you have a relationship with your bud tender. You trust their recommendation. Back in the day, you had to trust your dealer. So these people have this trust. It's a relationship thing. So unless you pay someone who has those relationships, or you join associations, or you join things to get that network, it's going to be an uphill battle.
1: And when it comes to, like, the um, the college,
3: seeing the guys'
1: vision, like, did yeah. you guys ever have any trouble from, like, the community or maybe,
3: like, people in... Bro, every every single time there is a cannabis agenda item, mm-hmm. we have one guy who goes to City Hall and talks about how bad cannabis is and how terrible people, council members are, if they approve this. Every time, dog. I've been to so many council meetings, and Mr. Novo is right there, every time, in a suit and jacket, talking about how bad cannabis is. So, like... There are people there. Is hate, like, and, but that's the whole point of my job is to go out and educate the community. We went to a neighborhood association and a lady was complaining about a testing laboratory. You know, a testing laboratory is like a, like a science facility. It's a lab, bro. So the old lady thought that you would go there and test the cannabis samples. Oh, okay. She thought like they were going to go and have a lounge. Uh We're like, no, see, you just, you're, you're mad, but you're miseducated.
1: Uh-huh.
3: Like now you're just make you're just being irrational, fam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the yeah. biggest the biggest hurdle was that the college is federally funded. Oh yeah. Okay. Even even working this program, we are in partnership with the the college and with a law firm.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: We are not doing this. Does that make sense? Like like mm-hmm. we had to like there's three parties involved, but mm-hmm. that that second party is us. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah yeah. Because yeah, I mean, fellow, he represents he, us. Yeah yeah yeah. Because yeah, it's not legal everywhere, so.
3: Exactly, and yeah, federal grants you. and all of that stuff. Like, it, mm-hmm. there's a lot of money involved in, at the end of the day, and this is why it's important to deschedulize, not only legalize, but deschedulize cannabis because it's a federally one-scheduled drug. It's up there with heroin, fam.
1: And, um, like, you personally, like, I asked you, like, so are you the one that's teaching it, this class, like, at um, LBCC?
3: Okay, so LBCC, we have um, a bunch of different professions. So there's eight weeks. So instructing the class, there's eight different weeks. Each week has two instructors. Like, so an example, in a manufacturing week, you have infusion and extraction, both very different parts of manufacturing. Each one is taught by a different industry professional. I will be instructing on the first week, and then I will also be instructing on the eighth week. My class is going to be sustainability. Um, That is through my nonprofit, Remedium Cannabis Waste Solutions. Um, We help and promote sustainability and human development within the cannabis space. Um, We recycle non-cannabis byproducts that are wasteful um pretty much all cardboard boxes glass containers um plastic like all of that we're recycling it and you know right now there is only there's less than five percent of the cannabis industry practicing sustainability so it's something we have to talk about now Mm -hmm. if we talk about it in five years when the industry is stable it's going to be too late
1: yeah oh yeah yeah so how does that work though like is it, like, obviously right now, you're pretty much doing it through Zoom, correct? Or, like, are, is LBCC taking, like, actual students right now?
3: LBCC, all of our classes are through Zoom. Or do yeah. through Canvas, technically. Like, because you have to be a student through uh, the university. Or not the university. You have to be through the college.
1: And so, like, is there actual lab? You know, when you have, like, um, biology or, like, you have to dissect, like, an animal or something. Like, so are right they actually now, working with the plant?
3: No. So, that's one thing that the college did not want. Okay. Um, this is all going to be about the licensing, the processing and everything like that. Remember, this is the base level mm-hmm. of classes. This is a vocational course. So okay. it's not going to technically right now, it's not credited. But again, by having this, this completion mm-hmm. says a lot to the industry. We have a lot of cannabis businesses in this city. And if they say, Hey, you've not only been trained by, you know, LBCC, but the LBCA mm-hmm. who we trust, like as a business, we're, we're going to hire you. Okay that's that's kind of the whole point but we are planning like you got to realize like six hours a week is not enough time to teach you everything about cultivation or everything about manufacturing yeah like each one of those can be a um weeks long or an eight week course
1: like what's your goal with the business side with like the like just with, with the um maybe the education side of like the cannabis like pretty much what you're doing like what's your ultimate goal like what do you have in mind like I know I, I saw a tweet that you said once it's legalized everywhere like you're planning to just dip out you don't want to work with cannabis
3: anymore no i'm gonna oh. work with cannabis forever oh, but okay. imagine i can imagine i can work with cannabis anywhere in the world you know oh. what i'm saying uh,
1: okay okay
3: <laughs> and i have like dude like i told you la is the biggest place in the world if i like i i shoot to be an expert in anything that i do that's just who i am yeah. um and if I become a professional and I can do it here in LA, I can do it anywhere, bro. Okay. I've had industry professionals say, if you can do it here, if you... Like, Long Beach is leading the way, behind a little bit behind. Like, in Southern California, Long Beach is leading the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say, if I can do it here, if I can do it in LA, I can do it anywhere. And I will do it anywhere.
1: All right. So, like, what's the goal? Like, for you personally or, like, for the L- um,
3: LBCA? The L- for, or, so, for the LBCA, our goal is to... Continue doing what we do in advocating, advocating, being involved in policy, being involved in education. We plan on doing that for the whole time. Uh, And I 100% intend to grow into the executive director position of the LBCA. I'm not trying to do that anytime soon. I know there's so much more for me to do. I would love at least five years of experience before even thinking about hopping into that role. Um, But I have an amazing amazing uh executive director right now who's educating me and i'm learning from i was literally just on the phone with him and that's why i love what i do in the lbca because the people care about me they care about my success and i care about their success like my i started this whole cannabis this cannabis journey i was an intern bro i interned and all i did was read (laughs) long beach city website all i read was cannabis science information Listen to documentary, listen to documentaries, listen to podcasts on repeat. Like they said, I have to embody myself in, in cannabis. Like that's the only way to fully understand everything about it. And I still don't understand everything about it. Not even close. There's so much. This plant's so amazing. Like, um, I mean, it so- helps
1: that, that you're like consuming it every day. Right. So at least you're like, you're one step closer to becoming on uh, cannabis. Right.
3: Yo soy cannabis, man. <laughs> Yo soy mota. <laughs> it was not like learning about like different products. Like I didn't get free product. I didn't smoke. Like I wasn't like that. Like granted, I consumed the normal amount that I already did before, you know, my internship. But um, it's just it was learning that. And so not only with that, I started to develop relationships with all of these operators and finding out that these business operators have lost everything before an entire life savings. And now they are still doing it because, you know, like you ask people, why did you start your business? You know, why did you start your journey? And it's like, well, my dad died of cancer and I wish I could have just had, you know, have him try it. You know, maybe it could have made his, you know, his time a little bit easier. My mom or my, my kid or anything like that, bro. These are real people who are pursuing this because it's from the good out of their heart. And like, again, that's the grassroots. That's the people who are keeping compassion in cannabis, real talk. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I, you know, am honored to, to work aside every single one of them and to advocate on their behalf and to put in the work mm-hmm. like easy for the 10 years. Like LBCA just got really popping. I'd say about two years ago when we just started when we got a staff, mm-hmm. then, uh, over like I'd say about three years ago when we started a staff, but it was formed in 2010 like this is the they say the LBC is the biggest 10 year overnight success story but we've been doing it it's just the guys have been staying so low like people forget the cannabis industry was illicit and like operators weren't like the poster boys of their business like there's a high like cannabis is still a high risk industry like people still get robbed deliveries get robbed you know legal businesses get robbed and illicit businesses businesses get robbed like it's just that's still the nature of it so we have a lot we have a lot more to go but you know I'm in it for the ride and I enjoy it
1: I mentioned earlier how like and the, like when I met you, you're focusing on the music industry and but I want to know like at that time where you already looking into cannabis. Like when did you get into cannabis? Was this yeah, like yeah. something that like you hoped you were able to use or was available for you? Like as easy as as it is now, at that time where you're hoping like oh man, like now knowing what I know, how um cannabis is helping you. Like do you wish like that was a possibility or an option for you to to use while while you were in pain?
3: Yeah, so um, I got I had cancer when I was 15. I got my leg amputated when I was 16, and when I was 16, I was on my 13th round of chemotherapy, and I tried Miranol. Miranol is synthetic cannabis. I was in so much pain. I was just like, Yo, I need. I'm just give me anything. Mm-hmm. Then, like my friend joked, like, I'll take the weed pills. Like, dude, whatever. Like, get the nurse in here. And it was a terrible experience. I hated it. It was. It's not cannabis. It's not. It's it's made in a lab, man. Like, cannabis is a plant there's a holistic nature about it whether it's in a tincture whether it's in a drink whether it's in a smoke whether it's in a vape like you know it heals our body works directly with our endocannabinoid system and like the synthetic stuff is not holistic um so that put me off i didn't i didn't smoke cannabis i was 18 um i was actually in college and one of my buddies saw me after working out one day my liner where my leg goes in was just full of blood and i like emptied out blood and they were just like dude don't take six Advil's in the morning and then six Advil's at night oh. like come and smoke mm-hmm. and I was just like all that's right
1: a lot, that's a lot of damage to your liver right there taking all facts. that
3: yeah facts damn but again it's over the counter it's legal it's okay like that's that mindset I had and I come from a very conservative family shit my mom still thinks cannabis is terrible yeah I was
1: gonna ask you like <laughs> you're so deep in in like the business from a perspective perspective i could you know i could i understand how like like weed was illegal and was frowned upon and all of a sudden now it's legal and now people are like oh yeah you know that you, you see shops ever but at the same time they're seeing you progressing the business and like opening people's eyes and actually like now like i mentioned like you have a, a course offering the college and seeing that I'm, I'm sure they're proud of you but like you know you still gotta like at the back of your mind like all this time like like weed was bad, it's bad, the, the Pope says it's bad, the governor, every, the president says it's bad. So like, how, how where are they at now? Like you just started speaking and interrupting which I'm sorry, but like, tell me what the perspective, like your parents, how they see what you're doing?
3: My parents know I have good morals. They know I'm not gonna do something if I believe that it's bad or if I see it like, and I, I'll just tell them like, hey, when you're ready, like we can watch all these different movies that explain the demonization of cannabis, why it was literally demonized against Mexicans. like is all this stuff about it and so it's like Hey, when when you're ready, I know you're there, and I can educate you. But like, I give my parents CBD. I give my parents like uh, you know bombs and rubs because it helps them. They don't ask what's in it. I don't tell them what's in it. Yeah. But it helps them, and they they just say, "Hey, get more bomb." Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's 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 cool. Um, but I my parents still have a stigma about it. They still one. I'm a cancer survivor. They don't want smoke in my lungs, and I understand. I'm still their baby. Like I got a daughter. I'd still be pissed off at my daughter. You yeah. know <laughs> like. Like that's just how it is, but my parents are supportive nonetheless. Um, they are always proud of me. They're my they're my biggest. They're my fan club, man. Same yeah. with my mom. Same with my dad. Like, like they they support me. They I I will admit, like I have I grew up very privileged. I have I've had a hard, I've had hardships in my life, but everyone has to go through hardships to, mm-hmm. to become who they're meant to be. Um, but my parents, are, my parents are the best. Yeah,
1: and like something that I admire from you is that that the like you don't let you having like at one point you had cancer and there you could have just been like sad all the time and like asking god why how could why me and you know now i mean you had your leg amputated like like i see you like you you live life you don't let life stop you and
3: dude what helped me going through cancer is you have to embrace everything that you're going through like i had a slogan it's embrace it and it's because whatever it is like all right you know let it come to me Mm -hmm. let me Analyze the situation. This is what it is. Is it out of my control? Yes. Can you do anything? No. Why stress about it? And that's just kind of how the situation was. Be sad about it. If I can't change anything, I am not gonna get depressed about it. But I got I got diagnosed with depression when I was 16, going through cancer and everything like that. And I've lived with it ever since. So it is a battle and it is hard. I mean, like I said, I, I wake up in pain, I go to sleep in pain, but it's just who I am. And I know that there's all these other fucking qualities of me. There's all these other things that I know I'm going to do. Like, what also someone, I, it's like my parents, my friends, everyone always tells me this. What's, what's mine is already mine. I just have to go get it. And that's how I see everything in life. Like, if, if it's meant to be mine, I'm going to go get it but it's going to happen at the right time.
1: So, yeah, I mean, so basically like I I brought you on so you could talk a little bit about cannabis. I want people to know you and like in case they want to open up a business or they're thinking about how they could get into that side of cannabis or they just want knowledge on it, on the business, on just the planet itself. They might be curious. Maybe they like, and also like the stigma of a a kid, a pothead, you know, just being all the time eating and watching TV and not like doing much with their lives. Like I kind of want to put you in front of them to see like you know there's a, a, actual people that smoke it that use it constantly that need it and they're actually productive and like trying to progress the business so um, so in case people do want to contact you or want more information about you um, let us know where they can find you
3: uh, you can always get a hold of me at steven at the lbca.com um, find me on my Instagram at stevenjisfilthy um, and you know you know hit me Hit me. <laughs> right. And uh thank you so much for having me on, brother. I really appreciate all right, it, man. All right, man. Well, um I'll let
1: you go. I know you got places to be and people to see, so I'll hit you up later for some more info on the show, all right?
3: All right, sounds good, man. All Peace later. out. Thank you.
1: All right, so there he goes. There he goes. So, um that was Stephen right there right there. So, if you guys are interested in taking his classes, they're available at Miami City College. They start September 29th. I still don't know the time, but I'm sure if you message him or if you look it up online you are able to find all that info and i do have to apologize i know i'm a little rusty like i mentioned um i did take a break and apparently it shows so i mean it's just for myself i don't know if it really shows but i could tell i'm a little rusty so i want to thank steven thank you for coming on and hopefully you guys go check out the concert it's on the 30th you can check if you want more information on that go to oh that's filthy that's steven's company so go check it out and if you want more information on me you can find me on Instagram and Facebook at let me know pod if you want to send me any questions comments concerns you can send those to let me know pod on gmail.com I apologize if you hear noise that's people doing construction all over the place around where I live so hopefully, some of the music that's in the background drown some of it out so so yeah so also I have stickers I have merch you could get those at let me know pod if you go to my instagram you can send me your your mail and i'll send it your way or you can just email me and i'll send it to you and my merch you can find that at teespring.com i have shirts i have hats i have um i have sweaters i have stickers i have masks the fanny packs whatever you need i got it there so all that money goes back into the podcast to invest on cables Um, to subscribe to uh, Podomatic so I could put out all these episodes and hopefully get a studio where I could record these episodes Um, yeah so I'm gonna leave you guys on that thank you guys for listening oh before I go I always forget something right so before I go uh, make sure you go listen to the feelings podcast that's the podcast I do with Ebony and yeah we talk about different things around our feelings all the time and that's where we, we take our emotions and our thoughts and it helps us out you know just to talk about it so if you have any questions anything that you want us to help you with you can send those out to the feelings podcast on gmail.com or you could just go to the feelings pod on instagram all right that's it for sure thank you guys for listening thank you guys for your support i'll be here next week and don't forget go check out the concert pretty paper's concert on the 30th all right, guys, thank you guys for being here, and thank you guys for letting me be part of your day. You right, guys, until so next time, I'll see you. Bye.